0: Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, Let's dive into conversation. All right. Well, as I like to say, we are officially live. I'm live here with my friends, David and Michaela Harris. Guys, thanks so much for coming back on the Boca podcast with me.
1: Anytime. We love love hanging out with you.
2: Thanks for having us, Nathan.
0: It's absolutely my privilege. And we actually had you on the podcast before, but for those listeners who aren't familiar with you guys, with your brands, can you fill us in a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what your brands are about.
2: So we are um, wedding photographers and filmmakers. We focus the prime, the majority of our business in the wedding industry, but we also tend to um, end up shooting portraits, family portraits, and um, some intimate photography as well for um, other clients that come across our path with, with regards to getting married. And um, so we do that for both photography and cinematography.
0: And David, are you doing primarily film or are you also shooting weddings with Michaela? How does, how does the business break down?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we love obviously to shoot together. We, we do shoot separately. So I will book just uh, cinema clients. Um, But, you know, we really try to make sure that uh, we're working together because, you know, that's what being married is all about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. And I, I'm reminded, as you say, cinema, I have to say cinema because these days film has a whole different connotation. So many people are shooting film, uh, and still photography. So, yes, cinema and, <laughs> and then still photography. That's really great. How long have you guys been in business and, and photography and in cinema?
1: Jeez, six, going on six years or yeah, six years? Yeah,
2: just over five, going on six years.
0: That's right. And right. I actually remember our conversation, our previous podcast conversation, we talked about how quickly your business has grown. That's really, really exciting. And speaking of which... You've gained a little bit of notoriety in the photography industry as of late. You've had some speaking opportunities, I think. What kind of things do you have going on and what do you have coming up?
2: Well, we, uh, I, myself just accepted um, a spot at Mystic Seminars coming in January of 2018. So I'm excited to be a part of that community because it's kind of a closer knit um, community and the style of the conference is really exciting and, uh, then we have a few other workshops coming up soon that, um, we're not exactly able to announce just yet, but hopefully all of that will be out there soon. And, um, Ooh, top secret, <laughs> huh? I guess so.
1: Everything about us is very top secret. You
2: know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> where did, where did this so-called notoriety come about? How did you guys starting, start to get exposure to the industry and, and begin to have these opportunities to to speak and share and teach?
1: Networking really.
2: Yeah, we've always been a part of, um, you know, WPPI, and expanded upon that the past few years just a little bit, trying to get an idea of what what other kinds of workshops and conferences were out there. And we just love the community that we've been finding, and um, because we we do this together, it's nice to kind of connect with other um, photographers and filmmakers in that sense. And I guess just as we've been checking out new places and new things, we've we've learned that. Um, Maybe we do have something to offer other photographers as well. And because, um, you know, the speakers and and, um, that the, you know, the conference heads have provided us with so much in our career. uh, We want to give back and do the same thing for other photographers as well.
1: Yeah. And I think just to add real quick, it's amazing what happens when you kind of reach out to the companies that you work with day in and day out. Um, And, you know, introduce yourself and let them know what you're all about. And it just opens up so many doors when when you do that.
0: Absolutely. Well, there's something to be said, first of all, for relationships. You talked about networking, the significance of relationships. I I mean, it's almost a cliche thing to to say and to talk about. But uh, this has been become more and more real for me as a a single person. I, I spend a good bit of time working alone and so the opportunity to be able to connect with other people and more specifically our wonderful photography community is just so extremely fulfilling I've had the opportunity to go to some smaller conferences recently as well and there is so much to be said for that very tight-knit as you were talking about Michaela in regards to Mystic uh, that tight-knit community where you can sit down and have real conversation and then certainly learn from the various speakers that are there then the opportunity to be able to add value to those relationships by sharing what you've learned. I think that's an incredible opportunity, and I'm certain that you'll see wonderful things come back uh, in return. Now, I have a question about this because this is something that I've kind of struggled with a little bit. How do you guys maintain authenticity as individuals and as, as a couple and a business um, as you begin to get a little bit more exposure to the industry? Because I know personally— uh, owning a company, and then having been a photographer as well, and had a little bit of opportunity to speak and and have some exposure to the industry, it's easy to kind of go into professional mode and and almost kind of put on a show for the sake of the brand and maintaining a particular appearance. How do you maintain authenticity through all of that?
1: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> it's funny, we don't and, and we don't necessarily practice this, but I, in just you asking that. Um, I think that if you kind of go and you write down kind of your, the core key values and philosophies of your business um, and have that kind of as like a constant reminder to go back to, that might be a really good way to do that. So maybe uh, we have some homework now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's actually a really great point. And, and in fact, even this is a, a great segue into what I wanted to have you guys onto the podcast for, uh, which is a conversation that, that goes, it has a bit more of a personal slant. Uh, but, but to your point, before we move to that, David, I think, I think the idea that uh, we have established as individuals a set of values that we're always striving for and, and living by those, using those as kind of a guideline, our core guideline for how we do our personal life and, and our business life, I think that's a really, really great idea, and I can't rec- recommend that enough uh, to everyone listening. Now, let's let's dive into really the meat of this conversation. I was really excited to have you guys back on to dive into, as I mentioned, a more personal conversation. That's really what this podcast, I was hoping this podcast uh, would become. We're certainly going to talk about photography and about running a business, but ultimately, we're all doing life. And, and I think there's something to be said for being a bit more open and honest and we use the word authentic a lot these days, but authentic about what we're going through, what we're learning, what we're struggling with. And uh, Michaela, you posted something on Facebook the other day, and it was just a very simple quote, uh, and it says, find yourself and be that. And before we dive into what, uh, what all of our perspectives, our opinions on, on what that can mean, um, I'd be curious to hear what that quote meant to you and why you posted it.
2: So, I think, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's really hard to um you know put find yourself in your business and sometimes you get caught up in the branding and you know this perfect curation of content and what you want your viewers to see you as and I think sometimes your personality gets lost in that and in this stage, I feel like there's so many options out there for couples and people in terms of finding a photographer that what really we like to strive for is making a connection with our couples. And I feel like we were losing that a little bit when we were trying to, you know, put on this very polished approach to our brand. And we want our business to be that way, but we also want to have you know, an authentic connection with our our couples, as well as our, you know, our industry peers. And I feel like um, for me, a lot of that came out when we segway We segwayed into the education circuit, and um, you know, we wanted to be relatable. We wanted people to understand that we went through a lot of the same things that that they're currently going through in their business, and um, you know, that was our goal was to help them. But by having this, you know, perfect impression of, um, you know, just being this business powerhouse, um, isn't relatable. It's not authentic and it's not how it went. I mean, behind the scenes, it's usually a hot mess over here. So, um, you know, I think it was just kind of an inner struggle for me where I just wanted people to know that, um, you know, your brand doesn't always have to be perfectly polished. You can sprinkle in a little bit of personality in there as well.
0: And, and I think that's a, a perfect, it speaks very well to what we were just discussing a second ago, this idea of being authentic versus trying to just kind of put on a, a show, if you will. It's 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 so easy, Well, and I'll just speak for myself, it's so easy for me to get caught up in maintaining a particular appearance uh, for the sake of my brand and, and ultimately for my own presentation, my personal presentation to the world, uh, because we all have that now. We're on social media and different platforms, uh, but... This, this notion of kind of coming back to our core principles or our core values and ultimately who we are, and we're going to talk about what that might mean here in a second, but I think that's absolutely vital um, just for the sake of authenticity. And I know personally, I feel much better about myself as an individual when I'm, I'm, when I'm being, quote, myself. Um, maybe you guys have found that, and maybe that's what you're speaking to, Michaela. You're talking about trying to get back to that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think we've been trying to kind of figure out what our education brand is going to be and what we really want is is for it to be us, for it to feel real, for people to be able to relate to the same struggles that we've we've gone through, um, and hopefully join us on, you know, different workshops or things like that that we could help improve their business.
0: That's wonderful. So I, I actually want to read the, the comment that I made on that Facebook post. You posted that quote and I, I love a good conversation and, and to kind of dive deep into conversation about something that's, that goes beyond the surface, if you will. And, and I just said, this is an interesting conversation. Do you think you find yourself or choose who you want to be? And then, David, you actually jumped on and, and commented. Uh, you said, personally, I think we find ourselves, but with the caveat that yourself, quote-unquote yourself, evolves through time based on our internal and external experiences. Maybe at the subconscious level, we are choosing based on those internal external experiences. And uh, so that was and it was kind of a question mark and and really a, a good beginning to a discussion uh, that I find really fascinating because there is a lot of conversation these days uh, about this notion of authenticity and ultimately being ourselves. But I'm not sure what that actually means. I think maybe it means different things to different people. What does it mean to to find ourselves? And do we actually truly find ourselves, or do we m- have the opportunity to choose? who we want to be. What do you guys think? I'd, I'd love both of your opinions on this. Yeah. I mean,
1: every time I think about this, I, I, am on like both sides of, of, of the perspectives. So, um, I, I, I do think that you, you find yourself, but I think it's just this constant evolving thing. So like you're choosing who you want to, to be. Um, but then it's evolves, right? Like I, you know, like me five years ago, um, I would not be happy with myself five years ago. Right. But I've evolved and I've changed. And so like who I was, but I was happy with who I was five years ago. Um, so I don't know. It's just this constant evolving perspective, I
0: guess. Yeah. I like that word perspective. Michaela, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I think the, I think the process of finding yourself has to do with a lot of decisions. And I think that's kind of where the choosing comes in. And I think, you know, when you start to make decisions about, you know, who you want to be or what your goals are, that's ultimately the process of, of finding yourself because you're seeing a lot of your personality and, and, um, you know, your traits or your goals come out in that decision-making process.
0: So are we actually talking about a, a balance here? <laughs> Could it be <laughs> that it's not one or the other? I, I, I tend to be kind of an extremist and and I go one direction or another direction. I, I, I function, I tend to function uh, in the best way possible in, in those kinds of extremes. Uh, but I've, I'm continually reminded of the reality, which is that the world is a gray place. And, um, and there is, uh, in the end, most things probably require a balance for, uh, well, in this case, we're talking about a personal existence for a, a healthy personal existence. So maybe in this case, this notion of finding ourselves, uh, there's a balance between understanding who we are uh, or more specifically, when we're talking about the idea of who we are, uh, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, what our goals are, and uh, and then ultimately exerting uh, our ability to choose on, on our life, right? Choosing to become this person who we want to be. And I was talking about the idea of values earlier. I took some time, uh, it's probably been a year, maybe t- two years ago at least now, uh, I had the opportunity to read a book called Awaken the Giant Within. And Tony Robbins is somebody that I talk about a lot. I'm a huge fan of, of what he does and what he's about. Uh, but in, in that book, he talks about the importance of establishing values. And so I actually took the time to do just that. Uh, six or seven ideas, big ideas that I live by, that I strive to be. And it's not necessarily that I am those things currently, uh, but I know, based on what makes me happy, at least at this stage of my life, uh, and, and to your point earlier, David, at least at this stage, uh, I know that these, these particular things uh, make me happy, and so I strive for them, and I choose to be them. Um, and I do that within the context of understanding, again, this, this idea of what makes me happy, what makes me feel fulfilled, uh, do you guys have a, a list of values or ideas, kind of big ideas that represent who you are? have you have you taken the time to think through those things?
2: We set uh, you know when we set up our business um, our business plan, we kind of did an elementary version of this and um, because it's both of us that are involved, we wanted to make sure we set um, you know we took the time to talk about like what our values were as a family and as a couple and as a business. So that way we didn't get lost in, um, in our business and and jeopardize the other areas of our life together. But um, I think it's definitely something that's worth revisiting often because, um, you know, as, as time progresses, it's, it becomes back of mind. And I think it's one of those things that you have to be constantly reminding yourself of um, because it's easy to get lost in that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and this is something and I, I don't do it consistently enough, but this is something that I that I try to do on a regular basis, which is to uh, remind myself of these these values. And, you know, it, it might kind of seem odd to some people, uh, the idea that you have to remind yourself of what you want to be. But I've, I've taken so much time over the last three or four years kind of hashing these things out. And, and I've come up with this list. And uh, there's seven different items. In fact, I'll just go ahead and read them off here just for the sake of, of uh, perspective and context of this conversation. Um, one is the idea of being healthy. And, and just to be clear, these are personal values. Um, being healthy, and, and that's, I have that at the top of the list for obvious reasons, because that, of course, translates to literally everything else that I do. Um, and then being kind. Anytime I've been able to show someone kindness in word or deed, particularly through empathy. And then the idea of being proactive, is the next one. Anytime I'm moving forward or thinking ahead. Uh, Another one is growing. I find so much fulfillment in constantly learning. And uh, by by this word, I've put the definition, anytime I've learned something new or always ask how and why. Uh, Another one is connected. Anytime I've been able to engage with someone on an emotional level, consistent connection with a community of people. And we talked about the importance of that earlier. Uh, We all find some type of fulfillment in that. Uh, the next one is consistent. Anytime I've been consistent in my values and or emotional state. And then the last one is is simple. I find a lot of fulfillment and simplicity. I mean, if you come to my apartment, I w- we were talking about owning homes and, and I, I'm currently in an apartment. Uh, if you were to look at my apartment, you'd, you'd almost think that I was a college student or something. There's minimal decoration. <laughs> and uh, But I, I enjoy living that way because it's fewer moving parts, less to keep up with, less to clean and i can focus on other things but simple anytime we have been able to reduce an idea or process to its absolute minimum and most important parts the 8020 principle so those are just those are the values that i've kind of outlined for myself and and again it's not a it's not that i am those things necessarily or not consistently those things but certainly those are my goals and we were talking about this idea of finding ourselves versus choosing who we want to be uh, this that list of values for me personally is, is what, um, is I guess my effort to choose. These are the things that I strive to be and uh, it kind of gives me a guideline to, to work toward. Um, I like the idea though that you were talking about which is, which is that balance. So y- you mentioned um, the kind of, the, you separated, you contrasted between personal values and business values. When you talk to uh, other photographers and in the industry and you're speaking, how do you recommend to them, uh, to establish these, these values or ultimately they're, I guess what, what we're really talking about is the brand position, right? What the brand actually represents. How do you teach other photographers to most effectively establish that position?
2: I think it's something that, um, begins when you start doing some goal setting and, um, essentially your mission and how you want to position yourself position your business. And I think a lot of it is reflected in in your personal values because it's such a personal business, and um, especially as a creative entrepreneur, um, a lot of your personality comes through in your work and your passion. And so, uh, just just in the beginning of the process, or anytime you you know you're looking to refresh and reset, I think it's important to sit down and think about um you know think about those values and. Um, and, and establish that as you're kind of setting your goals for your business so that you can keep all of that in mind and be realistic about, you know, how much, how much effort you're going to put into which areas.
0: For sure. And, and that very beautifully kind of brings us back to the original point of conversation, which is this quote that you posted, the idea of finding yourself and be that. And it's not just in your personal life, but you can let that then translate to your business life, which and, and your business, your brand and I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I, you know, We're already in a field, in an industry that we want to be in because we enjoy photography or we enjoy cinematography. But then to let our personality shine through uh, our business, I think that just naturally kind of ups the ante enabling uh, an an even greater sense of fulfillment. So I think this has been a a wonderful reminder, uh, both for me and for our listeners. And um, Michaela, I can't thank you enough for posting that the other day and both both of (laughs) you for being willing to kind of dive into a bit more personal conversation. I love these types of conversations. Um, Where can everybody find you online? Talk to us about where your, your Instagram accounts are, your websites, et cetera.
2: Yeah, so our business is The Harris Company. You can find us at theharrisco.com or at H-Co Photo Cinema on Instagram. And you can also find some of our educational content on hcoeducation.com.
0: Perfect, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much. And I'm sure uh, many of our listeners are going to have to go check out those websites, or your educational website in particular, to find out about these secret workshops coming up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for making time to sit down and chat again. To- Thanks for having us, Nate. Definitely. Good,
2: Nathan. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.